Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de September for AM Best TV. I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by Patrick Tiernan, Chief of Markets at Lloyd's. Patrick, welcome. Thank you very much. Good to see you again. Nice to see you back here in Monte Carlo. So last year when we were talking about Monte Carlo, a lot of talk about whether we were really entering a hard market. I think those, those questions were answer, answered last year. The question, I guess, this year is how well has the market managed that hard market? Yeah, well, I, I think um, after a, a shaky start rather well, I mean, from, from Lloyd's perspective, uh, our motivation isn't to sustain a hard or a soft market. What we're about is sustaining... Uh, profitable, uh, repeatable uh, performance. And that's really important to us because we think at the heart of any good insurance market is to be there. And uh, you're not going to be there if you're making uh, losses all the time. So so we're very f focused on performance still. Um, and I think as we, as we deliver pretty neat half-year results as we have this year, it allows us the ability to, to look up and sort of look over the horizon a little bit. So we think less about um, sustaining the hard market. We think more about are we focusing on the, the risks that are ahead of us rather than that are in the rear view mirror. So that's probably our focus as we think about the key themes for this year. So looking over the horizon, what sort of things uh, can you see coming up? Well, well, I think if we if we split it between the, the the major classes of reinsurance that we're talking about here this week, I think from a property perspective, I think we've done a pretty decent job of looking at the increases in losses from an exposure perspective, from demographics, from economics. What we now need to think about is what's changing from a climate perspective. And we think much, much, much of the volatility is in front of us. So we're looking at the, into the actual certainty of the science around certain perils. And from Lloyd's perspective, I think everybody knows we focus on our LCM5, our wind and quake in the US, wind and quake in Japan, and uh, wind in Europe. We now, because of how demographics are changing, because of how patterns are changing, we're looking at other perils that are sort of knocking at that bottom door, such as um, SES in the US, uh, flood in the US, wildfire in the US, and quake in New Zealand. So we, that's, that's how we're thinking going forward. But we want to make sure we're very database in that thinking and science based in that thinking. If we move to casualty, I think that's the one area where there's been a lot of uh, conversations this week. Has, the, has casualty kept up with the trends we're seeing in social inflation and some of the award inflation and actually just keeping up with the, uh, the pace of settlements that we're seeing after the COVID blip. So we think there is a way to go on casualty before that becomes sustainable, particularly as we look at US general liability. Then we see some areas where the remediation hasn't sustained. We find it, you know, almost gobsmacking to see what's going on in um, uh, DNO, both US and non-US DNO, how some of the uh, the improvements that we saw over the last two years can be given up before there is any ability to, to look at the, uh, the recent year performance. So we think that is completely unintelligent. And then there's other areas where we think the, uh, the reinsurance market has actually taken the lead very well. So if we look at the war-related classes um, post-Ukraine, I think most people know we've done quite a bit of work in looking at the disaster scenarios around the Taiwan Straits. So we're encouraged to see that the reinsurers have identified where the aggregation risk is to actually change the terms and conditions 
to allow us to be an awful lot more disciplined in those areas so we can write those covers in a, a more sustainable way. I would say for our own market, work to do from the insurer's perspective on that, to follow the reinsurer's lead. Interesting, interesting uh, discussions there. So one of the topics that seems to come up a lot this year has been the protection gap. And um, the, uh, we've seen a number of, of events where economic losses have been pretty high, insured losses not so high. What can, can insurers and reinsurers do to perhaps work on closing those gaps? Well, well it, it, it's, it's a great point. And I think um, going back to the purpose of a market like Lloyd's and the purpose of our industry, um, while we do have to be sustainably profitable, we have to maintain our relevance. And so pricing outside or distancing ourselves from the risk. And Lloyd's at its historical best leans in in a very innovative and creative way to where it is difficult to get those covers right. So I think on the protection gap, uh, obviously there's less penetration in some of the more developing countries and, and I think that is that requires a lot of um, uh, public-private partnerships and actually a, a bit of um, leaps of faith on behalf of our industry to to, to sort of penetrate into those uh, economies. But I think we have a huge amount to do closer to home. I mean, I think the, um, the penetration of flood products in Europe is pretty light. The penetration of earthquake products and fire products in states like California is pretty light. The penetration of cyber is extremely light, um, particularly outside of the US. So what I think we need to do is to make the products more accessible, make the base products more accessible, simpler and more accessible to a greater degree. Exhaust all of the creativity of the industry before we start looking for help from uh, governments uh, who don't have an awful lot of cash in the kitty at the moment. So are we doing everything we can do? Use, think about um, non uh, taxpayer-funded efforts in order to increase prevention, which allows people to buy the protection. So are we doing enough in cyber hygiene? Are we doing enough in adaptation? Are we doing enough in um, flood prevention? And these things don't need to cost an awful lot of money from the government coffers. And only then, then and only then, do we start thinking about um, backstops that we've seen traditionally with maybe floodery in the UK, TRIA, NFIP, etc. And I think it's the difficulty as we go into this, and this is going to require the best of our industry. A lot of the threat vectors we're seeing are now don't respect borders. You know, so when it comes to cyber war, there, there, isn't, there isn't a territorial um, cutoff that you can make that we have traditionally done. So this is where we're going to have to be at our best. I, I, if I may uh, indulge a sec, the... Um, uh, Late last week, I was in Brussels with uh, the ABIR, the uh, Bermuda uh, Insurance and Reinsurance Association, talking with the International College of Regulators, and great debate about uh, what we can do as an industry um, on the, the protection gap. And I think great energy and thought and uh, commitment that that purpose of our industry is deployed where it's needed most. Patrick, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. For AMBEST TV, I'm Richard Banks. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AMBEST TV, AMBEST Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, 
Find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.